Hi everyone, uh, I'm Dr. Ko. Today I will continue with the STI series and it comes down to candidiasis. So candida infection itself is not regarded as sexually transmitted. However, we put this under the same umbrella since it can be sexually transmitted. So um, you can call that as thrush or candida. So it is the address is here and it is under the um, STI conditions on the Australian guidelines. So um, they can be normal flora, they can be part of a normal flora uh, under a certain quantity of course uh, if it is normal it should not be they should not be causing any symptom so in terms of the species, um, it is mostly caused by candida albicans. So that albicin means it should be wide discharge. It can also be, I need to turn on the ad. It can also be following antibiotics therapy. So clinical representation, this can be um, both male and female. We, we don't see men presenting with this usually. Um, so it can be a red rash under the foreskin, may or may not be itchy, or swelling of the foreskin. So that need to be considered, especially if there are risk factors present, like diabetes. In women, that would be wide curd-like vagina discharge. So it has to be thick, it has to be viscous. Um, and uh, itchiness of pruritus in the private parts. Because of that, a woman can experience superficial dyspareunia and uh, dysuria. So, uh, if someone presented with dyspareunia, candida should be considered as differential. Uh, how do we know? We should do physical examination. The same as dyspareunia that need to be considered. So if a woman has four or more episodes in 12 months period, we should be checking for um, diabetes, HIV, or other causes of immune suppression. All right, going. If we want to diagnose this in men, we need to take a swab, microscopy and culture, and we would send for candida culture. In women, the same, but we need to get from high vaginal swab or self-collective vaginal swab. So that's straightforward. Um, and we, I mean, you can also do gram stain if you have a microscope. So it's um, somewhat challenging in uh, our current workplace since most women would be already taking um, the antifungal uh, gel or cream that can be obtained from uh, over-the-counter pharmacy and by the time you see them uh, it is really the first time so the value of the swap is still there but we need to consider that aspect so uh, if there is any recurrent infection or resistant infection, we are more likely to take a swab these days 
and we need to consider this could be non-LPKIM species. Also need to think about um, other causes of discharge or rash. So exclude diabetes, exclude HIV. That's quite simple. So ask about symptoms of diabetes, risk factor, and as well as that, um, and what do I forget? No, that's all. So management point of view. So clotrimazole, 10% vagina cream, uh, one applicator, um, put it at night, mainly because we don't want any dist uh, cream or gel to coming out during the daytime and it is better that way. It can come at stat dose or three to seven days course. Um, if you're not sure, go with seven days. And recurrent candida, so you can still do that. Treat each episode with longer course of azole cream and with or without the oral fluconazole, 150 milligram for three days and then follow with the 100 milligram weekly for six months. So that will be 13 weeks, so 26 tablets. If there are some other species like Glabarata candida and then boric acid can be considered. Alternatively, in people who you don't think uh, vaginal application is practical, the stat dose of fluconazole is fine, 100 milligram. Alternatively, we can consider itraconazole. So if the antifungal alone don't help with doesn't help with the uh, pruritus, so you can try with the hydrocortisone one percent cream, and that is safe, and we're only using that for a short duration, so there is no harm with that. Um, now here comes the fun part. Uh, there are so many diet or um, probiotics that promote saying that that will restore the the flora of the good bacteria flora of the vagina. Um, well, I regard them as too good to be true. So the same as everything in life, if it is too good to be true, it is likely to be wrong. Um, so they, yeah, people want to do that, that's fine, but it is not, um, not doesn't play a major role. Obviously, uh, oral tablet cannot be used during pregnancy. That's simple as that. So things like common, um, this is a common, common sense advice. I, I call that. So if any part of the body is inflamed, uh, avoid irritating further. If it is painful, need to give a rest. So um, the avoid irritants, soaps. That apply to children as well. Also, when I say children, young girls, um, latex condoms, diaphragm, cervical cap uh, need to be uh, may not work uh, fully if antifungal creams are being used. Uh, male partners doesn't require treatment unless they have rash on their genitals or any other part of the body. So, uh, if a pregnant woman uh, presenter with the candida infection, yes, it need to be treated, especially closer to the delivery, 
and uh, we have to use only the vaginal uh, clotrimazole creams or gel. We don't need to do contact tracing. Um, we need to consider other other possible causes um, in, as a differential. So follow-up point of view, no, you don't need to do that. However, during your assessment, if you find that um, this woman or this person has a risk factor for immunocompromise or low immunity, we will need to follow up and um, it is more of a good general practice. All right, so no, there is no point or no need for retesting. So that's important, unlike uh, some other infections. All right, so candida is a common presentation we see in real life, and uh, it is important that we do or we manage these common conditions properly so that um, uh, treatments are effective and you can build good relationship with your patients. Alright, uh, that's about it. So if you find this video useful, please click like and comment on the YouTube video. And uh, hopefully I will upload more videos soon today. Bye bye.